When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Cool in the Gang celebrates good times at Wolf Trap in Vienna, Virginia on Friday, June 3rd. I spoke with Robert Cool Bell about the group's biggest hits from Jungle Boogie to Get Down on It to Celebration. This is Robert Cool Bell from Cool in the Gang. First of all, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, man. Now, how often do you guys get out, get out to Wolf Trap? Is this like an annual summer thing? Yeah, we did. We didn't do it last year because of COVID. We did it a couple of years ago, but now I think we're coming in here. We're coming in with more state in this time. Yeah. So how cool is it to have them uh, open it up for you guys? Oh, great. We work uh, quite often, uh, especially before the pandemic. We we're doing a lot of shows together. Yeah, it's a great package. So wait, what? I, I'm curious. What did you do during the pandemic? The last two years has felt like 20 years to me. I think we've all aged about <laughs> longer during that period. But uh, yeah, what what did you do? Did you were, did it allow you to some time just to hang out with family, or did you get some songwriting done, or you know what did you do? Well, I, what, what I did was pretty much what I'm doing now. <laughs> we were zooming around the world. You know, we call a little place here the OTC, which is the Old Town Condo down here in. Uh, Lake Mary, Florida. So we were doing a lot of uh, a lot of interviews. You know, we did a couple songs, you know, with the band. Um, but that was pretty much it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, thank God we have this Zoom technology that can keep uh, the music going and the interviews going through all of it. It's it's been really helpful. Uh, well, cool. Well, so what are people if they come to Wolf Trap? What are they going to see? Is it is it like a cool in the gang greatest hits kind of a thing? Yeah. Well, we we, we will be doing, um, of course, uh, the hits of the seventies. You know, that's uh, Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swing, and Funky Stuff, Summer Madness. Yeah. And then Open Sesame. And then uh, hits of the 80s, you know, uh, from uh, Ladies' Night uh, to Celebration, including Cherish, Get Down On It, you know, Fresh. Yeah, we're going to keep it moving and grooving. All of the beloved ones. Well, we can get into some more of those songs in a minute, but whenever I have someone on, I love to hear sort of about how you, you know, you got into your journey of music to begin with. What sort of music did you listen to around the house? You know, did, did your folks play certain records? I want to know like how you got into music to begin with. Well, um, of course we started back in 1964 and several name changes, the Jazzy Axe, Soul Town Band, <laughs> Cooling the Flames, and then Cooling the Gang. 
Now, back in Youngstown, Ohio. See, I was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, okay. We came to Jersey uh, in 1960. Gotcha. Around the house, you know, uh, my uncle would be playing, you know, a little Miles Davis or uh, my, my grandmother uh, played the piano a little bit. And uh, we just listened to AM and FM radio back then. More AM back then, during that time, I'm talking about the 60s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, what I was listening to. And then, of course, you know, um, when we formed the band, the Jazzy Axe, then, you know, uh, like my brother, uh, Carlis, who, who passed about a year ago, he listened to John Coltrane. Uh, I was listening to uh, 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 Ron Carter. Uh, then we had the Cannibal Atlee, Dennis Thomas, Richie West, Herbie Hancock, you know, Charles Smith, West Montgomery. <laughs> so we all was into the jazz thing uh, in the early days. Oh, Joe, George Brown. He listened to Philly Joe Jones. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, and and again, sorry for the loss of uh, of your brother Ronald. He passed what in twenty twenty during during this whole uh, two year span of this pandemic stretch. Um, condolences with that. But um, you know, any memories of him growing up? You know what I mean? Did you guys play a lot together around the house? Did you did you did you start an early band together? You know, I want to know memories about just you know memories that make you smile of him to remember him. Well, uh, before I do that, uh, I also have to add that we just lost a DT. Uh, alto saxophone player oh wow so two two major losses in the last yeah day. yeah but getting back to your question back in youngstown ohio we used to take these paint cans and uh depending on how much paint is in the bottom of the can created a certain tone <laughs> so you just dump it out or fill it up depending what sound you want i guess yeah we were sat, sat on this little hill called the uh, immaculate uh, immaculate high school and and we would just beat the drum and it would echo down because it was on the hill, so it would echo down to the valley. Right, right. Came uh, down. Eventually, you know, when we got to Jersey City, I was able to get get uh, some mongos and a kung. That's what I played the game. <laughs> and my brother uh, started the saxophone. Then I got on the bass uh, when I was at Cafe Wa, and uh, so my brother said to me, "Listen, um, won't you come up there and play the bass?" I said, "Well, I don't know about the bass like that." But what I did. I learned how to play one song on one string uh, with Spike Mickens, his brother was a guitar player. And that song was Coming Home Baby, because I can play the whole song on the E string. And that was the beginning of my bass playing. <laughs> I love it. So tell, take me then into forming the actual Cool in the Gang for that first uh, self-titled album in 69. I guess it was D-Light Records. How, how, did you, how did you guys uh, actually pull together and get signed there in the beginning? Well, after uh, the, the various name changes, uh, the last name we called ourselves was uh, Cool in the Flames. Cool in the Flames? Yeah. Nice. But we had to change that because of James Brown and the Famous Flames. Oh, uh, like a copyright so, thing? <laughs> no, we just didn't want to have any problem with the guy. Oh, okay. So, I got you. Got you. Anyway, so that's when we started our first uh, deal and album. Uh, Gene Red. Father used to work for James Brown too. So yeah, yeah no, let's get rid of the plane. <laughs> and uh, so we uh, put together the first album. Gene Red had a uh, label called Red Coach Records. Now we signed to his production company, Red Coach, and then he did a deal with Delight Records, and that's how we ended up on Delight Records. First record came out in 1969. Oh, 
Cool in the Gang. Yep. The album was called Cool in the Gang. And <laughs> got rid of the plane. And now the group was called Cool in the Gang. And you were off to the races. Uh, you know, I mean, you've had so many hits, but I'll try to go. We can't hit them all, but I'll try to hit um, at least a couple of them semi-chronologically. So tell me about Jungle Boogie in, in 1973. That is an iconic one. Tell me about the creation of that. You, you share a songwriting credit on it, obviously. So, you know, do, any memories of putting that together in the studio? Well, uh, that whole movement started around 73, I believe it was. Um, the Light Records came to us and said, listen, um, you guys been having some territorial hits, hits in that Connecticut and Philadelphia and maybe Washington DC. He said, but uh, there's this big record called Soul Macusta by Mongo DeBango. <laughs> and the producer was a hot producer at the time. So they wanted us to meet with this producer and come up with what they call a hit. So we met with the producer once and we, we, we weren't feeling him. So we went to the studio um, uh, baggage, it was called downtown, uh, in the village area almost. We went in there at eight o'clock in the morning and we came out at midnight. We had created Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swinging, and Funky Stuff. Yeah. No more problems with the record company. <laughs> about five hits. Yeah. That was called Wild and Peaceful. Yeah. And that's what about how it happened, man. I guess, I guess you can say our back was against the wall. We had to get down on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> you have so many hits, you can just drop them in as puns and just about as jokes and just about any <laughs> sentence. I do want to know about the very beginning of Jungle Boogie. There's like, get down, get down. And then there's like that long scream, like that, ah, who, 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 is it, is it you or who, who come up with the scream? That, that was, that was DT. Yeah, that was DT with that, uh, that, that, that scream, you know. You know, because you know, we said Jungle Boogie, try to create a jungle vibe and a funky vibe. And uh, jungle, jungle Boogie is, I think, the number two most sampled song. I mean, we got Celebration, a lot of the other ones, but there's a lot of samples going on with uh, Jungle Boogie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, I guess when Pulp Fiction dropped it in, it hit a new generation. But do you kind of geek out if you're in a movie theater or you're watching TV at home and then you see, you know, like a Pulp Fiction using Jungle Boogie or when you see them in movies, do you sit back and say, yeah, that's us? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's nice. The nice one was when the Muppets did Jungle Boogie. <laughs> nice. Was it, was it, um, was uh, Kermit or was it An Animal was on the drums, I think, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoever was on the drum, he was funky. They, they, they got down on that jungle boogie. <laughs> the, the Muppet, <laughs> Jim Henson, rest in peace. They know what's up. <laughs> uh, but that's awesome. All right, well then, uh, so that was, you know, the early ones. How about um, Take Me to Ladies Night in 1979? Why do you think that one caught on with everybody? That's like, the, is it just the perfect song you could dance to out, you know, at the disco? Well, Ladies Night came about... Uh, uh, my wife and I was hanging out in New York over at uh, Studio 54, uh, Eugene Studios, clubs, and uh, J.C. Taylor had just joined the band. And uh, so I went back to the guys. I said, I got a perfect title for a song for our new lead singer. They said, what? I said, Ladies Night. And the guys said, wow, Ladies Night. You had that all over the world. Every weekend, there's a ladies' night. And uh, the late Frankie Crocker, he broke that record in New York, and the rest is history. It broke all across the country. And 
That's how it came about. Stay tuned for the rest of my conversation with Cool and the Gang, but first, a message from a fellow WTOP podcast. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News, is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back to Beyond the Fame for the rest of my conversation with Cool and the Gang. Yeah, your music was huge all through the 70s, but then you, you proved you could carry it into the 80s in uh, 1980 with Celebration. Um, man... Is it wild to you that even, what, 42 years later, you can still go to a wedding and you can still hear them play Celebrate Good Times or, or a sports game. They win the game. They play Celebrate Good Times. I mean, um, you had, I, there's no way you could have known that it would have been that big back then. But, you know, did, did you have a sense that it could catch on at least a little? Like, were, were you in there recording it saying, wow, this could be like a universal thing? Well, what happened was um, we were out uh, for the American Music Award. And we... Uh, won two American Music Awards. And uh, my brother said, I got another, I got a great idea. He said, the tag of ladies night is, come on, let's all celebrate. This is your night tonight. He said, I got this track. I got this idea for a song. We're going to call it Celebration. <laughs> and he played the track. The track it was a basic track, but it had that whole, that old down home feeling, like down there in Birmingham, Alabama, somewhere, drinking grandma and grandpa drinking some Kool-Aid. And then other guys said, Yahoo, whoa. And it had that rock and tear feel. We didn't know this record. It's not a lot of lyrics to it. It's just a good time. And this record here, you know, uh, it just lives on and on and on. Like you said, you know, Super Bowls, various games. They even played Celebration at the Space Station. Oh, it played in outer space? They would listen to Celebration. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. There's a party going on in space. <laughs> That's so great. Well, uh, um, it's cyberspace boogie. That's the next one. Outer space boogie. Cyberspace boogie. <laughs> I love it. There you go. See, you better be right. You got your notepad. You better be writing these ideas down. Oh, that's, that's great. How it comes, though, man. You know? I'm sure it probably just comes from random things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, again, there's we there's no time to do them all, but you mentioned it earlier, so we got to ask you about get down on it uh who came up with that one which one of you guys wrote that one that was my brother again um there was a friend of ours that came to him and said uh 
have you ever listened to Bob Marley? And my brother said, no. He said, yeah, you should listen to a little Bob Marley. So my brother started wow. listening to Bob Marley. And then it, it, the track is not uh, a reggae, but it had that feel to it. Uh, get down, get your back up off the wall. <laughs> That's how it happened, man. And then we just came up with how you want to do it, you know, uh, and get your back up off, off the wall, get up on the dance floor. But we had another meaning for that, too, is that how you going to do it if you don't have get your education, um, get your back up off the wall. Ah, so it, it worked for the club or for your life. Oh, yeah. Most people say, oh, I know what that was. That's a, get down on it, shoot. multiple meanings that people can think that that it means uh that's great and and you never know yeah do you there might be some people out there that actually were scared to get out on the dance floor and you got them out there or scared to go to school and you did you might have inspired them you never know um cool uh uh uh, my man and and, uh saturday night fever Uh, (laughs) john travolta baby john travolta doing a little bit of that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay oh yeah absolutely um gosh that was such a cool era of music tell me about um we don't have time for all of them how about fresh tell me about fresh well fresh um uh, jt taylor and uh, uh i can't think of the guy's last name first name was sandy i think it was sandy sandler sandy well anyway he um uh came up with the idea of the concept see fresh was a uh, sand in the street a lot of times we pull some of the sands in the street so uh, if you see a girl, she look good, ah, that girl's fresh. And that's how they came up with the whole thing, whole fresh concept, you know, right. conversation going down, you know, see the lady walking, oh, she looks great. Oh, she right. looks fresh. Right. Yeah, and the fresh. video was like a Cinderella uh, thing or something, right? Oh, we did that video, yeah. Later, later yeah. <laughs> London, yeah. Right, right. All right, time for one more. Tell me about Cherish. Uh, that one is a song, obviously, pun intended, we all cherish. But, uh, yeah, tell me about just the creation of that if, if, if we got time. Okay, Cherish, we were all down in the, in the Bahamas, Compass uh, Point. And uh, we was working on the, uh, became the emergency album. Yeah. And everybody was, like, kind of cooling out. We had been, you know, working and had various hits. And we were down there with family. And uh, my brother came up with the track, and then JT and the rest of us said, we have something to cherish. Yeah, let's cherish the love. Let's cherish the fact that we have been able to uh, maintain for so many years. Then, now it's really a whole lot of years, but that's how, that's how it was family. It was family there, and uh, we've been thankful, and that's how we came up with the song, Cherish the Love. I love it. Thanks for sharing these inside stories. Because I know whenever I talk to you, you guys are like legends of music. I'm sure you get asked about them so many times and you have the answers probably ready in your head. So thank you for in- indulging me with, <laughs> with a soundbite on each of them. I really appreciate it. I got to mention one more thing. Oh, I can talk as long as you want. No, no, this is the last one. Uh, okay. My brother. Uh, when my brother passed, he came up with our most recent album called Perfect Union. Mm-hmm. and pursuit of happiness now when biden became nominated they played celebration and then uh his uh, nomination speech he mentioned about pursuit of happiness and perfect union 
Mm. And then my brother came up with a great idea with a song called For the Pursuit of Happiness, which happened to be our most latest single. And the album's called Perfect Union. Ah, so, so both of those are, both of those came from Biden's uh, inauguration speech? Well, yeah, part of it, yeah. I mean, we have a whole album, Hold On. We got a lot of, leave sure, it, sure. we got another Get Down On It. We call it Leave right. It On The Dance Floor. Right. <laughs> And perfect, a perfect union is is what the the album's called or what the uh, song? Well, the, the album's called Perfect Union. Okay. And the single's called uh, Pursuit of Happiness. I love it. I love it. Well, that that was um, that was a uh, perfect union was um that was an Obama line too a more a more perfect union. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it kind yeah. it, it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing me all the way to the present day with, uh, you know, the new stuff. Well, thank you so much for, you've been really generous with your time. Is there anything else you want to say, you know, circle back around in closing to the Wolf Trap show? You know, talk to our listeners, tell them, you know, why, hey guys, come on out. Why, why should they come on out? Well, hey, we're very excited about coming to the Wolf Trap again. Now we've been there uh, in the past with Chaka Khan. Uh, uh, Might've been Morse Day. Morse Day is also with us again. And, uh, I got, I got a saying, you know, it goes a little bit like this. Hey, 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 what you got to say? COVID go away. We want to play. We want to see the happy faces again. We want to get down on it again. So y'all come on out and have a big party and celebrate good times. Come on. <laughs> I love it. You can tell you've rehearsed that. That sounds that's like <laughs> a perfect little tagline. I love it. I love it. Hey, this just popped in my brain really quick. Final seconds. What, what do I have to do and other, you know, musician, uh, you know, journalists and stuff? How can we get you all in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because you're in the, you know, you, you're in the vocal group Hall of Fame, songwriter Hall of Fame, Hollywood Walk of Fame, you've, you've, Grammys, you've done it all. But, man, I see people getting in and, they're, and they're, they're, they're deserving. But you guys, of all people, need to get it. What, what can we do? We what you got? We don't know what the politics is. <laughs> uh, but maybe uh, people are listening. Maybe... Uh, Next year, uh, Jimmy Kimmel just mentioned it about the Hall of Fame. Right. The president of the uh, Rockwell Hall of Fame was in the elevator with a ceremony in Cincinnati that my uh, brother-in-law worked at. And he asked him a question. He said, um, uh, I come cool the game not in the Rockwell Hall of Fame. I said, you're the president? He said, I vote for him all the time. I was just like, well, then what's going on? The president of the group is voting for it, and they're still not getting in. Hall of Fame. He said he voted for us. Yeah. But I guess it's that certain few. <laughs> I don't know who you are. We're gonna. We're Give gonna have love this time, please. <laughs> we're gonna keep. And again, <laughs> and again, I know. Like mo most music artists are like, ah, who cares? It's all about the fans. But it would be nice, and I think you're deserving. So we're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna beat on that drum for you. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep that going. I mean, after all, I mean. Uh, Born in Ohio now. I'm a Buckeye. If that you have to be, you know, if that means anything. The Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio. You're a hometown hero. <laughs> hometown hero. Come on. Yeah, what? Come on. It's almost what like how hometown many hits hero. do we get? What'd you say? What you just said, hometown hero. Hometown Give hero. Me. Let's make it happen. You know, I'm gonna. This is from now till next year is gonna be my push. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, We're, we'll get we'll get you on there. Hey, okay. th thank you so much, uh, everyone. Come out to Wolf Trap um, for cooling the gang with Morris Day and the Times. So two great bands. Um, you're gonna see him uh, Friday, June third at seven thirty p.m. Get your tickets on wolftrap.org. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. This is great. All right, thank you.
Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.